Did you know that you have a unique purpose and a destiny that only you can fulfill? And did you also know that faithful church attendance is the best way for that destiny to manifest? You're listening to Strong Tower Church. The church is simply a building, although we meet in a building. And that's actually a good thing. I know sometimes Christians dog on buildings, but having a nice place to worship God is pretty awesome. And it's especially awesome if that place is attractive, if it's modern, if it's comfortable, if it's inviting. And there's nothing really wrong with that as long as you're not worshiping the building. But the church itself, as you likely know, is the body. Do you see a a body without a head is something like uh, sci-fi or, or horror. The head of the church or the head of the body is Christ Jesus. He is the head and we are the body. Now, when I was a kid, we used to do this thing with our hands. We'd put them together and we'd say like, here's the church and here's the steeple. Open up the doors. Here's all the people. And that's how church should be. It should be, it should be full of people. When you made Jesus your Lord, he took you out of the devil's kingdom and he put you into his. You are in Christ and he is in you. And now that you're part of this new kingdom, there are certain things that are required of you. And, and that may sound harsh. That may even sound unfair to some of you. You know, the cynic always expects there to be some kind of hook. But remember, you switched kingdoms, right? So there is a king in this kingdom. A kingdom has a king, and the king rules with justice and grace and order. A lord or a king is someone to whom service is due. If Jesus is not your Lord, he's not your savior. And if you want to be saved, you must be submitted to his lordship or his rule. Now, I'm not one to preach my own personal convictions, but there are many, many areas in life which come down to just that, your personal conviction, and that's based on your knowledge or your relationship with the Holy Spirit. However, the Bible is filled with biblical absolutes. That is, things which are true for all Christians everywhere, no matter what. And the Bible is very clear that regular, committed, and faithful church attendance is most certainly a biblical absolute. You know, if someone was to accuse you of being a Christian, your adherence to biblical absolutes is the evidence that they would need to present in court in order to convict. I'm kind of a eat dessert first kind of guy. So I'm going to start with what I think is the most compelling reason to go to church. The number one reason why you should be found in church is this. God said so. It's true. In Hebrews 10.25, it says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Jesus went to church. I used to have this idea that Jesus was like this wandering guy who was going camping and fishing, and he went on all these adventures. He'd get into arguments with a bunch of religious folk. He'd, he'd heal some people or he'd preach on some kind of hillside. You know, he was like Cain from Kung Fu, only like a, like a religious version. The truth is, Jesus lived a very disciplined life. He went to church, and he did so every week. In Luke 4, verse 16, it says this, When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went, as usual, to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. In some translations, it says, as was his habit. So we knew he was a regular church attender. I've heard some Christian teachers say that Jesus is perfect theology, and I like that. But really, that's just fancy talk for 
be like Jesus. I like to say that Jesus is the pattern man, that he set the example for us to follow. And this is the example that he sent, that he was a faithful church attender. And in fact, at one point during his childhood, he had to remind his own parents of that fact. If you want to be like Jesus, you got to find yourself in the Father's house at the appointed time. The second reason it's important to be in church is worship. The Bible says that prayer and worship are the first ministries of every Christian believer, whether you're a new believer or an old believer. And worship is another biblical absolute all on its own, but it has some direct ties to church attendance. Now, we're commanded to worship privately, and we're also commanded to worship corporately, that is, in the temple or in the church. Now, I love to worship all by myself, but that's much different than when we worship all together, when we gather to worship. In the book of Psalm 134, in verse 2, it says, lift your hands toward the sanctuary and praise the Lord. Psalm 150, verse 1 says, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heaven. And Psalm 96, 6 says, honor and majesty surround him, strength and beauty fill his sanctuary. There's something about worshiping God corporately in the church that you just get something you can't get anywhere else. The, the level of anointing, the, the outpouring of the Spirit, it's, it's just different. And I recently taught about this fact at our church here in Casper, and I'll go ahead and in, include a link in the description below. if You can check that out if you'd like. But let's move on to number three. You need to go to church because if you're not going to church, you're not going to grow up spiritually as you should. Now, notice I didn't say that you're not going to grow up spiritually. I said you're not going to grow up spiritually as you should. So it's just like a, a child in the natural. If they have a, a healthy home environment, they go to school and they get educated and then move on to become a normal kind of functioning member of society, we would, we would say, okay, they grew up like, like they should. And I know a great deal of Christians that just flat refuse to go to church and they say things like, well, I can feed myself or I don't really like how Christian people act or some other lame excuse to justify their disobedience. But let's look at Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, and I've got some of my own notes in here. I'm not changing the Bible. I'm just uh, putting some of my own notes in here for you guys to check out. Uh, Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, it says this, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting. Now that word perfecting, these are my notes here, that word perfecting in the Greek means, means making fit or making useful. So he did this in verse 12, for the perfecting, for making making us saints useful for the work of ministry, for edifying, that is to build you up spiritually, of the body of Christ. And verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith, and these are my notes, this is, this is faith in Jesus, not, not unity and faith in a doctrine. See, some people want you just like, if you don't believe the way we believe, you're not going to heaven. But this is not that kind of unity. This is unity in Jesus, all right? So it says, till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect or mature man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that is to be like Jesus. Let's keep going. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. And in verse 16, it says, from whom the whole body 
fitly joined together and compacted, that's another Greek word, to unite or to fit, by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. The fourth reason why you should faithfully attend church is that every person is a unique and important part of the body. Every person has a purpose. Everyone has a part to play and a role to fulfill, which simply means that if you're absent, then one of your brothers or sisters is going to have to pick up the slack. See, we need each other so that we can function properly. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 18. It says, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. Have you ever injured your body, even in a a small way or a small part of your body? What you have no doubt learned is that there is no good place to be injured. There's no good place to be sore. Even a small splinter can cause so much discomfort that it forces you to use your hands differently. And I love that Hollywood is always looking for the best place for heroes to take an injury. And it seems to me like they've settled on the shoulder or the thigh. But believe me, if you take a bullet to the shoulder, your punching and cliffhanging days are over. When one part suffers, all the parts suffer. We need to help and support each other. We want God to help us, but he uses his body to do that. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. The world needs us. So we must go to church and get built up, trained, and equipped for Christian service to go out and be the light of the world. It's not the pastor's job to be the light. It's our job, collectively. Your pastor is just an example. Listen to 1 Peter 5.3. It says, don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. Your pastor is not just there to set a good example They're in place to help you, to train you, to teach you, and get you equipped for Christian service, to to go out and do the work of ministry. They're not just like the hired gun that you you put this person in place and now you can go off and do whatever you want because all the Christian stuff is is covered by by the pastor. That's not true at all. It's, It's all of our work to do. And I don't know if you guys remember this old movie called The Three Amigos, but basically these three guys were hired by a town to uh, fight this antagonist named El Wapo and his whole gang of baddies. And it, it goes horribly wrong. And it wasn't until the town unified in purpose that they finally overcame their adversity. All right, number five, regular, faithful, and committed church attendance builds your faith. Romans ten seventeen says, so faith comes by hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. God wants to build up. He's a builder healthy things grow. And he does this by using the ministry gifts that he's laid out in Ephesians chapter four. Now, before we close out today, I just want to share with you some wisdom about going to church rather than reasons to go to church. But here's some things that you should probably consider. The first is that we need to be committed to one church and not hop from church to church. You simply won't grow by hopping around. Think about it. If you uprooted a tree every six months, would it ever grow properly? 
No, it, it needs to be left where it's at. It needs to grow deep and allow those roots to, to sink in deep so that it can be healthy and strong and then grow up and then grow out. And, and don't be a church toad. You know, church toad is someone who gets offended and they swell up with pride and then they hop off to the next church. So, so don't, don't be that guy. The second bit of wisdom is to be faithful, be, be on time. Now, I know Christians who come to church in the rain, in the snow, during football season, during hunting season, if the kids have soccer games or hockey games, they come and if they're in a wheelchair, they, they come if they need to arrange a ride, even when it costs them something, they get there. They're solid. They're faithful Christians, not just when it's convenient to them. You know, anybody can go to church when it's convenient. The third thing is this, watching Christian content like this or TV or radio or podcast is not a replacement for going to church. Now, I like watching certain ministers on YouTube and I like to listen to podcasts, but it will never replace going to church. There's nothing like the experience of being there. First John 1.7 says this, but if we're living in the light and God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. All right, number four, going outdoors is not going to church. Originally, I'm from Boulder, Colorado. I lived on the mountain. They were my playground, my place of meditation, and, and even my sanctuary, but they were not my church. I, I have always had a deep love for water, especially the oceans. I've spent hours and, and days on end in the ocean, but that is not going to church. Is, is there a pastor out there? Well, only if you take one with you. Can you return your tithe in the wilderness? No, of course you can't. Now, you can see his creation, and it's wonderful, and it's an inspiring to behold, but that's not going to church. Think about it. If you cut off your finger, will the body die? Not likely, but the finger surely will. I always say that if you don't go to church, God won't love you less, but you will inadvertently start loving him less. Listen, now more than ever, we need to be connected. You are the answer to someone's prayer. Believe it or not, someone sitting next to you, in front of you, behind you, I'm telling you, it's likely that they're going through it. They need a prayer. They need a hug. They need a healing touch from God. And if you aren't there to provide that, everyone suffers, including you. And you might think, that's strange. How do I suffer by not being there? Well, you might miss your opportunity to experience how it feels to be used of God. I know the church can sometimes contain hypocrites and nasty individuals, but so does Walmart and Home Depot and every other place you still go when you have some need that needs to be met. Neglecting your spiritual need is like inviting cancer to your soul, but fulfilling your spiritual need is health to your bones. But you don't have to take my word for it. The wisest man who ever lived agrees. He said that committing to the learning of God's word was healing for your body and strength for your bones. It really is as simple as this. If we love God, we want to be obedient to him. We want to follow his ways. And one of the easiest ways to be obedient to God is through faithful and committed church attendance. See you on Sunday. Thank you for listening. To search our video archive on YouTube, type Strong Tower Casper in the search bar. For more information, visit our website at strongtower.church.